It's time for the 2 o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clock, Tim Clock. In case you were wondering, this is the 2 o'clock show, and this is episode 22. There was some confusion on my part last time. For some weird reason, I was thinking last episode was 22, but then it said 21, and I panicked and didn't know how to fix it, and I put on Facebook that it was episode 22, but it was actually 21, so all is right with the world, well, in some places, and this is episode 22. Like that. Yeah. So there you go. Like it or not. And uh, we appreciate you listening to this. We know you have lots of other choices out there. Um, many podcasts. You can listen to the radio or many other things. Um, which would probably be a lot more valuable for your time. But we do appreciate you listening to us anyway. And if, the, if this is your first time joining us, we welcome you. We're glad to have you with us. No, we're not. And... <laughs> And uh, we, and if this is not your first time, as always, we are amazed that you have returned. So, this is episode 22. And this program is brought to you in part by Simon's Eyebrow Extensions. If you like to keep the sun out of your eyes, or you don't like water getting into your eyes on rainy days, get Simon's Eyebrow Extensions today. And now, once again, it's time for the Cryptid Hotline. This is the part of the show where we have listeners call in with reportings of strange creatures and phenomenon. And already, it looks like we have a caller on the line waiting. So going to line one. Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the 2 o'clock show. Yeah, I think I have uh, the blob outside my house. Oh, the blob. It looks like the blob. It's either that or my sister-in-law. I ain't sure. Yeah, it's a big purple-looking thing. He's uh, coming up the driveway, and, and he's up to the front porch now, and he's he's trying to get in, and he's like kind of kind of oozing under my front door. Well, it sounds like you should probably be taking care of yourself and trying to not get absorbed by a blob. Um, is there somewhere you could go? Uh, well, that's the only way in and out of the house right now. Our our other door is busted, so we nail it shut. So I'm uh. I'm afraid I'm kind of at the mercy of this blob thing here. He's he's almost completely slithered under the door now. And, uh, try to see see what he wants here. Hey, big ugly purple blob thing, what, what do you want? Well, that was, uh... That was, that was, that was disturbing. That was something. Maybe maybe we have Larry try to call him back and see if he's uh, okay or if uh, his line went dead, literally. Yeah. Anyway, for now, we're going to line two. Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the 2 o'clock show. Do you have a reporting of a strange creature or phenomenon? Yeah, your mother. Going to line three. Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the 2 o'clock show. Do you have a reporting of a strange creature or phenomenon? tea with biscuits with Ethel the other day, and we saw a giant fruit bat. Oh, I, I, I uh, see. Aren't you the same person that called in talking about a giant tarantula? Um, no. Oh, my mistake. Uh, uh go ahead. Anyhow, Ethel and I were having tea with biscuits, and, and a giant, giant fruit bat 
swept down and picked her up by her hair and flew off with her. Oh, well, is, is she okay? No, I haven't seen her in a week. Did you report this to the police? No. Should I have? Probably. Oh, I didn't think they'd believe me. A giant fruit bat flying off with Ethel. Well, either way, you can still file a missing persons report, at least. Uh, yes, yes, she does seem to be missing. Um, I called her husband Earl, and, and he he hadn't seen her in a week either. I guess I'll have to have tea with biscuits inside from now on. That sounds like a good idea. A fruit bat. Fruit bats don't attack people. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if she had seen something along the lines of possibly uh, a pterodactyl that uh, may still be alive. We've had reports of uh, pterodactyl-type creatures all over the world in Africa, even some in Arizona. Um, here in the United States, so uh, it could be. I just, I can't see a fruit bat flying off with a person, though. I mean, it could happen, I suppose, but they don't eat meat, so I don't know, kind of strange. Weird. Weird calls here on this show. Yeah. Anyway, time for Weird Call on line four. Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the two o'clock show. Do you have a sighting of a strange creature or phenomenon? Yeah, yeah, my, uh, my mother-in-law what makes you say that? Uh, she lives under the sink. Okay. And she never she never comes out. We feed her down through the garbage disposal. She eats all our scraps. Are you sure you're not just talking about the garbage disposal? I'm pretty sure we had another caller with the same issue. No, nope, nope, this is her. We see her. She walks on her knuckles, and she, she hardly ever comes out. But when she does, she walks on her knuckles, and then goes back under the, the sink. Okay. So if that ain't a cryptid, I don't know what is. I, I, well, okay. Uh, ha have a good day, sir. Uh, you too. Hey, if you have any extra scraps, send them to our house. Okay. If you, if you stay on the line, we'll, uh, patch you through to Larry and he can get your information and maybe we can, uh, take up a scrap collection and send it over to your house. Okay. Anyway, going to line five... Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the 2 o'clock show. Do you have any reportings of, uh, things that happened? Does the octopus usually leave on your house? Usually not. We have a giant octopus. He lives on the roof of our house. Okay, um, does he do anything besides just sit there? Oh, we, th we, th throw, him, we throw him crackers, and we name him Steve. So you have Steve the octopus living on your house. Yep. Do you have, like, a pool on your house or something? No, but it rains here a lot. I think that keeps him happy. Okay. Oh, he's giant. He's, he's as big as the whole house. How does it not crush your house? I don't know. Must be a good roof. Well, that certainly sounds like a cryptid worthy of the cryptid hotline. Thank you for calling. We're going to move on to our next caller now. Going to line six. Hello, welcome to the Cryptid Hotline on the 2 o'clock show. Do you have any reportings of strange creatures or phenomenon? Hey, I called in before. I've seen me a chupacabra. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah, we're down here, down near Amarillo. And uh, my wife and I, we were driving along and in our truck, as we do usually. And, and uh, we seen us a chupacabra run along the side of the road again. Okay, did you not approach it and have anyone's lips torn off this time? 
Well, we kind of slowed the truck down, and we threw out some bologna. We just got back from the store, and we chucked him some bologna out the out the window. We kind of chucked it out like a frisbee out the window, and then he snapped it right up. He ate about five pieces, and then, then he'd run off. Well, it sounds like you're encouraging a dangerous animal to keep coming around. Well, well we hope to keep seeing him. He, uh, he, uh... Come along the road, and, and so if anybody's down there near Amarillo, keep your eyes out for for a chupacabra. He's down there along the highway and uh, right in between the grocery store and, and the outskirts of town. That's where we've seen him, because we was heading home. We live on the outskirts of Amarillo. Okay, well, I'm sure any listeners that uh, live in that area will take note. Okay, looks like we have one more caller going to line seven. Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the 2 o'clock show. Have you called to report any sightings of strange creatures or phenomenon? Well, we have a, a big fire in our backyard. Okay. We, we haven't seen the Mothman yet, but we're hoping there's another one. And then and he will come, come be attracted to our flame. I mean, okay, you do you. We'll, we'll let you know if he, if he comes back. Okay, much appreciated. That guy, that how many times has that guy called us now? I don't know. Is he that same dude that did that story time? He sounded like him, huh? Probably. Probably is. I wonder where that dude lives. We're going to have to find out. And he had the creepy talking dolls. Yeah, maybe maybe Larry can trace that call or something. And get a restraining order. Call the FBI or something on this guy. Ate the, ate the only known Mothman in existence last time. It's got to be a crime of some kind, I would think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this has been the Cryptid Hotline. Thank you for listening. If you were listening. <laughs> you may have been sleeping. If you weren't listening, we don't blame you. If you weren't listening, we're going to come to your house and punch your throat in. And still put your lips to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode has been brought to you in part by Abner's Advertising Advertisement Agency. If you want to advertise something, send us your ad and we'll put put your ad in our ad and we can advertise your ad. Call today. And now, once again, it is time for Neville Pilkington, Space Cadet. As you recall last time, Captain Hardbiscuit's whale in space, which is actually a geotemporal vortex facilitator, was destroyed by a hostile armada, and they were able to escape because Neville Pilkington and his dad Biff had their ship, which had been swallowed by the space whale. And they were able to escape to a large planet very similar to Earth, with very similar oxygen and gravity and so forth, and so we now find our intrepid space explorers heading down to the surface of this planet. Well, hang on, everybody. We're, we're coming in. We, we should have a pretty soft landing here. It's, it's very similar to Earth. We'll, we'll try to find a level, flat place to land. Are you strapped in there, Captain Hardbiscuit? I mean, it'd be a glad thing you had room in the back for me. I'm all, I'm all strapped in. Just don't tell him those are the cargo straps. Well, that was pretty smooth there, guys. Uh, it looks like we're we're in one piece. Actually, the ship comes in approximately 578 assembled pieces. But they're still together, though. 
Well, yes, it's a matter of debate as to whether or not it's one piece or 578. Well, the the instrumentation indicates that the the outdoors is very similar to Earth, so we shouldn't need spacesuits or any of that sort of thing. Tell you what, let's let's open this uh, hatch here and step out and see what we find. Well, we seem to have landed just fine, and this planet seems like a, a great place to visit, but the problem is we don't know where we are or how in the world we're going to get home. Captain Harkness, again, I, I, I thought you said that uh, we made it back home just fine. Well, matey, uh, problem is we jumped around so much, I don't know if we're even in the same space-time continuum that we was before, matey. We could... We could have totally different outcomes of what, what you done before. So what you're saying is you muffed everything up? That's, that's reassuring. Well, we still need to figure out how to get home. In the meanwhile, let's, let's check out this planet here. I shall use my multi-scanner and see if there are any edible fruits or vegetables. I could sure be going for some cheese long about now, these squids. All the cheese I had back to board are... All blown all over in space now. Oh, the grass is edible. It tastes like dirt. I'd be getting a mate hungry there myself there, meaty. The bark on this tree is edible. It tastes like dirt too. That's the problem. We don't know what's safe to eat on this planet. It, it looks like Earth, but what might be okay for one person might kill us. My multi-scanner says not to eat the leaves. The leaves are poisonous. How would it know? It's never been here. Because it analyzes the leaves. Oh. I have to get me one of those. This is yours. Oh, what do you know? I was wondering what that was. Hey, meaty, I don't know how you'd be putting up with him. Are you sure he's a gubbin? Well, that's what it says on his badge. What's that strange sound your your scanner's making there son what was that your your scanner's making a strange like a warning sound hold on i'm coming what was that your your scanner here is making a weird like a like a warning like a danger sound oh yes it is isn't it i assumed that was from the poisonous leaves earlier but it's still going off it shows several several things appear to be coming our our direction. Oh yes, just over that hill, isn't it? I don't be liking the looks of that, matey. They look like they're coming here in an awful hurry. They're they're shooting at us. Why is it everywhere we go somebody tries to kill us? Back to the ship. It's getting quick, guys. We have no time to lose. Let's try to blast off before these. People end up making us live here permanently. Okay, let's let's do a quick countdown here. We're just gonna go from five, and then we're going to uh, just blast off quick as we can and get out of here. Five, four, one, let's go. Oh no! Be sure to listen next time to find out what happens to our intrepid explorers Neville Pilkington, Biff and Cap'n Hardbiscuit. The next time you have a special report that you need to turn in, or something very fancy that you just want to preserve and keep all your papers together, 
be sure to use Umbert's custom handmade staples. Each staple is custom made by hand by Umbert's team of professional staple builders. They have their own forge and they make their own custom made staples from iron. Be sure to use Umbert's custom handmade staples. And now it's time for Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer. Today, as always, we do have Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer on the line to discuss today's phobia, electorophobia, which is the fear of chickens. Ah, yes, that's, that's a very good one. Uh, a very common fear, actually. Uh, electorophobia, we have several patients in our facility that, that are afraid of chickens. This should be a, a most interesting uh, call-in session. And it would seem already we have our first caller. So, going to line one. Hello, this is Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer on the 2 o'clock show. Yes, it is. How can I help? I think I have the... Don't hurt yourself, young man. You mean fear of chickens? Yeah, yeah, like that. The, uh, how come, how come every time I see chickens, they always try to peck me to death? Well, um, it depends on the situation. Uh, why would, why would chickens want to peck you to death? Well, I, I was in a, a corn costume of Halloween one year, and, and I, all the, all the chickens tried, tried to peck me to death. Uh, you mean to say they... They thought you were a giant ear of corn. I, I guess so. And ever since then, I've been, I've been scared to death of, of chickens. Uh, how long ago was this? Uh, I was, I was six, and I'm now forty-seven. So it's, it's been a while. That's, that's quite a long time to be afraid of chickens. Um. Uh, stay on the line, and uh, we'll we'll have, we'll have Larry patch you through to our facility. Uh, we'll have some uh, special uh, antipsychotic. I mean, uh, some some special uh, medication uh, brought out to you. Um, so so hang on. Okay. Well, hopefully he's getting the help he needs, and we're going to line two. Hello, this is Science of the Mind on the Two O'clock Show with Doctor Eustace Strottlemeyer. Was that a chicken, or was that a person that has uh, kind of lost it and thinks they're a chicken? I'm I'm betting on uh, the later one there. Yeah, that that was disturbing. I'm just gonna go to line three. Hello, this is Science of the Mind with Doctor Eustace Strottlemeyer on the Two O'clock Show. You're live on the air. Am I alive? What is it to be alive? Oh boy, is this guy again? What is life? Larry, I have another one you need to block. Uh, now, now, we, I, I asked you not to call in. Uh, remember, you knew I was going to be on the air today, and, um, remember we had the deal where you were not going to, to phone in. We, we discussed this back at our, our last session, do you remember? Uh, I don't know. What is it to remember? Do we remember? Are we even really here? 
Uh, I'll talk to you next time. Uh, let's meet tomorrow at 2 o'clock in my office. Okay, going to the next line. Hello, this is Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer on the 2 o'clock show. You're live on the air. Yeah, um, uh, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but, uh, I own a restaurant that's uh, famous for chicken, and, uh, we serve fried chicken, and, uh, it's named after a particular southern state. But I can't say on the air because I don't want to get my restaurant in trouble. But, uh, uh, comes to find out, even though I've been serving chicken for about 60 years, uh, I'm terrified of them little buggers. Well, uh, what's, what's brought about this, this fear of, of chickens? Well, we don't eat so many of them. I figure one of these days they're going to revolt and come come get us back and maybe they'll try to eat us. Uh, that's not very likely. Uh, chickens are not the most intelligent animals on the planet. Uh, so that's rather, uh, rather unlikely. Well, that's easy for you to say. I done, I done fried up me about 50 million chickens in the last 60 years and I figure I got it coming. Well... Uh, tell you what, let's have you hold on the line and and we'll uh, talk with Larry and he will uh, patch you through to one of our, our professionals at our our uh, facility and we'll see if we can deal with this this fear of chickens. Alrighty. Okay, going to the next line. Hello, this is Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer on the 2 o'clock show. You're live on the air. Everywhere I go, there's chickens. I know there's chickens. They're watching me. Everywhere, everywhere I look, and they're gone. But they're there. I know they're there. Um, uh, uh why, why is it do you feel that you have chickens uh, observing your behavior? Because I've seen them there. I've seen them out of the corner of my eyes. I've seen them in reflections. But I look, and they're gone. They're taunting me. They want me to. They want me to think I'm insane. They're doing this to me on purpose. They're trying to ruin my life. Well, that was uh, troubling. Yeah, we'll have to Larry try calling that guy back. See if uh, see if he's okay. That was, you know, this is a really uh, disturbing section of our show. No, it really is. Well, it's important that we we bring to the light uh, people's fears and and to realize how irrational uh, some of these fears are, and we. We desire to have them confront their fears and overcome them to be a more productive member of society. Speaking of which, I think I'm going to stop for some chicken on the way home. Okay, well, this has been Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer. Thank you for listening, everyone. Testing. Testing. Can you hear me? Testing. You know, I'm pretty dang tempted to actually put this in the podcast. You know, it's going in. This is this is a part of it. This is a part of the outro. Well, we thank you for listening to episode 22 of the 2 o'clock show. And we have some uh, adjustments we need to make on our geotemporal vortex facilitator. We have a, quite an exciting little trip planned for next time that we hope you will you will listen to. We are actually going to try to travel back in time to ancient Israel to witness for ourselves the battle between David and Goliath. And before we do that, we're going to also try to uh, prove a theory 
about the age of the Earth. And after that, we're going to try to see if the geotemporal vortex facilitator, otherwise known as the dumpster, will float. And we're going to attempt to see if the dumpster will float in a shark tank. So you don't want to miss that. Yeah. Also rate the show if you want. It helps. That would help us. That would help us for sure if you could if you could rate it. And um, we thank you for listening. And hopefully we shall be talking with you again next week. If not, you know we died in one of those other things we were going to do. Bye. <laughs>